welcome back, Blasphemous. Little bit of a special edition, bit of a grand final recap. Might say, release it as two separate episodes, otherwise we'll probably go for two hours tomorrow. But we've got him back again, the big dog's here. Some were saying best on ground last week. Is <laughs> that just because you spoke for all of it? Listen, I was best on ground. <laughs> but also, before we get started, i just got to give a quick shout out to my my fans out there. Scott from Camwell. <laughs> Good to catch up with you on the weekend, Scott. Also, Skip from Kellyville. A bit disrespectful with your comment there, Skip, about being as old as Buzz. Um, but that's all right. And then my most favourite one, who always supports me, Tom. Tom from the Central Coast. Always puts a little little comment Tommy about Dave. me. So, yeah. Tommy Dead. Tommy well, what Tom right? I can't remember now, but he... Oh, he, and I he think was... he said Josh Reynolds was back in the big dog's there back. There you go, yes, exactly. <laughs> and then Dow's back after a week. Oh no, yeah. you here. Oh no, you won't. Oh, no one yeah. was here last week. Yeah, no. Nah. No, I carried the team. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> but we'll jump straight in. We'll talk the NRLW first. The Knights got the job done over Para, 32-12. They finished Wooden Spooners in their inaugural season. No wins at all, I don't think. And then the fullback killed it. Tamika Upton won the Cara Murphy medal, which is the Clive Churchill. What do you think of the game, anyone? Yeah, I, I watched that one. Actually, it wasn't as good a game as what I've seen a few of the other games this year, the girls' games, but oh, I was good Newcastle finally win something and they've done all right, but you're right, she killed at that fullback. Jesse yeah, Southwell? Jesse went good, Jesse went good, and I like the two front rowers, but they weren't as good as they have been, the um, Boyle, and Johnson. Boyle and Johnson, but those Parramatta forwards were pretty good, so they done a good job, so... But yeah, they it was it wasn't a bad game, but it wasn't as good as a couple of the games I've seen the week before. I thought, yeah, yeah, it was on at the pub. Yeah. I'd, I'd hate to get on that field; they'd still flog you, I reckon. And those yeah. some big goals, yeah, for sure, powerful. And then obviously yeah. the big game over the weekend on Monday on the Monday, Newcastle All Blacks look out the fiftieth Curie knockout, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they beat Latrell Mitchell's Walgett, which also featured Benny Barber. There was a few NRL players running around, but. The two NRL boys couldn't get it done. Or one NRL and Ben Barber. You see that try they scored? The trails one? Yeah, the trail Ben Barber, the little... Is that when he got... S- to him? The game when he got sent off and then came back on? Oh, or the Grandy? Well, I don't know. I just seen Ben Barber flick it out the back. I don't know. I seen a try where they went 100 metres and then I think just before the try line, it, they turned it over. They went back the other way another 100 metres, <laughs> turned over again... And then eventually that team all on the one play and end up scoring. So it went about 300 metres, the wow. ball, and they scored. And then I did watch a little bit of it, and there was a good try in the under-18s, actually. The double chip. Yeah, double chip. Yeah. Like the right foot, then the left yeah. foot. Yeah, that was <laughs> insane. Young, in the, I think it was in the 17s or 18s. Yeah, yeah I think it's 17s. I actually seen that one live, but that other one, I didn't yeah. see it. It was on a clip yesterday. It was unbelievable, yeah. that other one. Was yeah. that the, the one with the trail or no? No, nah, I think I think his team were in it, but I don't think he scored it. But yeah, you, yeah, as I said, it come up. I think it come up on one of those shows, the NRL Tonight Show on Foxtel. Ah, oh, three sixty. Yeah. No, not three sixty. That just that one's on before it. Just NRL Tonight, and he he said oh, the tries of the year or something, and then I thought they had a, a vote on what the best try of the year was, but it was those two tries from the thing. But I did I, had, <laughs> yeah, I did see right. the other one. Yeah, yeah, onto the big game, grand final. The streaker, I didn't see it on the game, but the streaker apparently is a former NRL player, Mark McLinden. Played 160 okay. games for Canberra between 98 and 2004, protesting Cole <laughs> and something, but that popped up today. So there you go. Oh, I didn't even know there was 
striker, but yeah. I do remember his name. He was a little halfback. Yeah, I didn't know he got it on until it was in backfield. I think they were down that end, and he went the other end. He tried to rip off the post or something. Oh, I seen the video. I, I didn't. I don't remember seeing it. Well, yeah, I don't think it was on coverage because I don't remember seeing it. Even yeah. though I wasn't in a state to really remember too much. Yeah, neither. But the game, Penrith dominated outside probably the last ten minutes, five minutes, easy. Yeah. And Jacob Arthur, unlucky not to win the Clive Churchill. Would you say? <laughs> <laughs> I told you, it wasn't his fault. <laughs> Parramatta were... Actually, I was surprised how easily Penrith did it because I thought... Mm. I did predict, so I was pretty right because I did predict Penrith by 14, but my way the game went you was had, completely different to what I thought. You said they'll get in the last. You said they'll get in the last 15. So I thought Parra would go with him, but Parra went with him for probably the first five minutes and were probably better for the first five minutes and then that next five minutes, Penrith got on top of him and then... That 20 minutes between the 10th and the 30th minute, they just destroyed them. And I think that's when they scored their three tries. And I think they might have had a one or two disallowed as well. But they just, I couldn't believe how quickly Parramatta dropped off and couldn't go yeah. with him. Uh, what do you think of the Luai? Do you reckon he kicked him? Oh, I, I, oh you haven't seen it? it? No. Uh, no. I, I remember seeing it, but I it did look initially as a kick, but I would have thought if he'd actually kicked him, the other guy would have reacted. Yeah, I didn't think So that. I don't think he did kick him. He, he might have just pushed his leg towards him or something. It didn't look good, but as I said, if he kicked him, I'm sure the guy would have reacted. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. If you get yeah. kicked, you're going to react. And so well, I'm I'm assuming he didn't kick him. Well, or he, yeah. there was no real force in it anyway. I'm pretty sure he escaped suspension or anything from it because, as you said, I don't think he kicked him because Papali just didn't react. He just went back. And I don't think they had the other angle. No, I, I'm pretty sure he didn't because the only thing I heard was uh, Madison was getting three weeks for yeah, a crush attack or something. Mm. Yeah. Most of the contentious, got to talk about a little bit, the, ref, the refereeing. I didn't realise it was this bad, but apparently everyone's saying Penrith had all the luck. Uh, all, all the luck? Or they, all held, the, they held all the 50-50 calls, I should say. They did, but I reckon all of them were correct. The only one that was contentious, which I personally thought was not contentious, would have been the Brian Tato try where Moses threw his arm out to sort of... To me, he took a dive. He threw his arm out. Kick-out was past him, so he didn't knock him over. He got knocked over because he threw his arm out and sort of grabbed him and fell over. So to me, I that one... You could say could have gone the other way, but to me it was the right call. Well, it's been but besides no that, trial thought, yeah. year, but... No, if you knock him over, it is. But he didn't... Kick-out didn't initiate the contact and knock him over. The guy who initiated the contact was Mitchell Moses by putting his arm out. If Mitchell Moses doesn't put his arm out and takes two steps to the right or one step to the right and runs into him, it probably would turn out to be not mm. a try, but he didn't do that. He, As I no. said, you, if you watch Kick-out's line... He, on that last step, you can see him step off his right foot and straighten again. So he was definitely not in his way. So, yeah, that, as I said, you'd have to look at the replay. Right call then? Oh, I always thought it was the right call. I didn't notice anything too bad throughout the game. It was pretty loud in the pub and everyone was yelling. But what about the obstruction? Right call, wrong call? I, I, I reckon it was all right. Yeah, Moses taking a bit of a dive. Yeah. He does. Look, it probably should be a try if they... Common sense, but I just thought all oh, year they've said no try as soon as it goes outside shoulder and they hit outside shoulder. I know he stuck his hand out, but he still hit that line. No, no, but you just answered your own question there. You said if he hits outside shoulder, he didn't hit his outside shoulder. He did. 
He did he did that show. That's if you, that's if, you, if you watch it, Moses puts his arm out, he hits his forearm. <laughs> that's nowhere near his shoulder. I think he hit it more up here. He hit <laughs> pretty he, high. He, he hit his bicep. He didn't hit his shoulder. So you answered your own question. Joey said it was no try. Joey's an immortal. Doesn't mean he's always right. <laughs> look, that quite easily could have gone the other way, and I reckon it would have been wrong decision, but I thought they got it 100% right. But the refereeing, I found it funny that Para fans were complaining after they got one last week. Yeah. They get the forward pass last week, and oh, okay, this yeah. week they're complaining. I just, over the year, they, they even out. Every team, they cause even out, and you can say Perrin have got the rubber, rubber the green, but what's the old saying? You make your own luck. Exactly, you make your own luck. And Parramatta cannot complain. Well, they can complain as much as they want, but they were destroyed. Yeah, they didn't show yeah, up. By, yeah, they did. Yeah, exactly. They, yeah, they, they, the effort by Pemriff just went up just a little bit more than what it has previously, and Parra just couldn't go with him. Did you think Parra were as bad as everyone's making out? Or they were just out muscle? Or out, or no, I actually they, thought they'd done well to hang in there. Because I reckon most other teams, it would have been maybe yeah. 40 or 50, yeah. yeah. Sure. Except the Cowboys. <laughs> would have beat them. Bullshit. <laughs> so I actually thought they hung in there well. I thought the when Madison went on, which was halfway through the first half, even though it didn't get better for them till the second half more so, but they looked a bit better when they tried to move the ball a bit more because the more they moved the ball, the more gas they took out of Penrith in defence. Mm. Which meant Pemmer defense, uh, defense line wouldn't move as quick, so did that's they, why they had done well at the back end of the game. Yeah, did they win the second half? Huh? I think it was oh. twelve all. Twelve because it was eighteen nil, wasn't it? At half no, time, yeah, it was eighteen nil. Was it eighteen nil? What did finish twenty eight? So they finished twelve ten. On a twenty eight twelve, sorry. Yeah, they finished twelve ten the second half. Yeah. yeah, two tries each. But in saying that, the oh, two no, tries were in the last five minutes, yeah. and they yeah. probably clocked off Pemmerf. Yeah, twelve ten. But I reckon Pemmer clocked off a little yeah. bit, but but they did look, they look, they looked competitive enough because I moved the ball around a bit and they were able to then stay in the fight a bit more. I thought with the um the controlling of the game and and just tiring Pemmer out to a degree. Who was your best player from Para? For Para, um, Maddo. He was good when he came on. Um, he got a, a lot of offloads and. What not? Yeah, I'd probably say he was probably whether he's their best player, but he was probably their most dangerous, dangerous player. Um, well, who's their best then? I don't, I don't, I don't think they had a, a really terrible player. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they had a real terrible player, but I don't think they had a really good player either. So I, I, I don't know. Well, according to Fox Sports, their top players were Gutherson, yeah, Mahoney, Sean Lane, Papalihi. Were the best yeah, Sean form. Lane's been good all year. The two yeah. second rows have been good all year. So they they didn't get the opportunities, but they were as good as they could be, I suppose, because they, they're just getting pummeled, especially in the first 40 minutes. Well, I think the stats were the two second rowers made like, one of them made close to 40 tackles, which is unheard of really these days. I don't think there's many of them. Gutho was pretty safe under that high ball. Yeah, Gutho was safe. The, as I said, they didn't no, really... No standout performance, they, but... They just were getting pummeled. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Can I suppose have a good player if you're always in the back foot? Yeah, Papali made no 48 tackles on the edge. Yeah, he was. He's always been. Them two, their two second rows have been good all year. Mm. 48 made, 11 missed. Oh, did he miss oh, 11? Wow. Did he? Yeah. yeah right. They just. I think they attacked the edges. 
because well, obviously they, did, they kept on going at Mitchell Moses. He was probably on Moses' side, I think, which I think was the right hand side, which I think he is. Yeah, because they kept on going down. Well, Kikau did. Um, what do you think of the halves? I think Moses is most overrated halfback. He's good, but the way people talk, he's too inconsistent. He, he didn't have enough space to really do anything. The, the defense from Penrith, they were just up so fast mm. all game. I know, the way that people talk, I don't think he's in that conversation as a top five halfback today. Uh, the problem is there's a lot of the halfbacks either don't know how to or haven't found a way to play on the back foot because they always say they're on the back foot that whole first half. As I said, they probably should have done better things as in maybe, I know, I think on about the second set, they kicked on the second tackle, things like that. Like, they weren't making any yards. Whether they looked to do something different, I don't know. Like, but they never were on the front foot and there's not many good, like, playmakers that do go that well from the back foot. And that's, at the end of the day, Cleary... As I said, that first five minutes, I thought Parra were on top and then just a couple of sets where they got far enough that Cleary was able to put a good enough kick in and the chase was there and they just they just pummeled them in that corner and they just didn't shift the ball enough. So they just condensed it and bashed them. What do you think about both their halves are off contract? Well, uh, they're obviously signed for next year, but November 1st they can both negotiate. If they can afford both, obviously re-sign both, but if you had to pick one, who are you signing? Dylan Brown or Mitch Moses? <laughs> Moses, I go Moses. Yeah, I'd keep Moses. I would say, I'd, if uh, depending on the money, you wouldn't want. Well, to I reckon say, Moses yeah. is about a mil. And yeah, so I'd, I wouldn't. What's Brown worth? Yeah, well, he's waiting. He's waiting yeah. to the day because they reckon he's going to try and kill Just it in the, the World Cup. Yeah, the they reckon if he has a blind at the World Cup, one point two was getting thrown out, which I thought was I, massive. I, I personally would. Go Dylan Brown. Um, not that I don't think Moses is that crap or anything like that, but I just would go Dylan Brown first. But I reckon if they can keep both of them, but I wouldn't be spending a million bucks on each of them because yeah. I just don't think then their side will suffer as in... Because then Dylan Brown, I think, could do better on the back foot than Moses, but if if they're on the back foot, Moses will be just like Luke Brooks at the Tigers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. he, he'll look average. Yeah. Well, how do you think Parra will go next year? They're losing, obviously, Mahoney, the hooker, Papali, and... Hopefully. No, I think he's confirmed, even though he's getting killed for his little Dally M thing. I think that was it. Or oh, Nathan Brown, and, or Nier Cora. Yeah, they're that... losing about five. I still reckon they'll go right, because they've got... And I know he's a lot older now, and he's oh, got a few injuries, but they've got Josh so he's a good hooker. They got um, the young bloke, who got... I think he got man of the match in the New South... Or state challenge game, Hopgood. Yeah, so they've got a few, yeah. So, I, I mean, their pack is going to be very similar, other than, obviously, them two. Um, and a couple of those bench players are pretty good, like, could jump into the starting. So, I, think, I still think they'll go okay. It just depends on how the hook goes. Will they be near top four? They finished fourth this year. Will they be fighting out top four, or will they be just fighting for finals? I think they'll be fighting, fighting, for, fighting for finals, yeah. I reckon. I reckon they'll. I reckon they'll finish five to eight. Five to eight. So fighting for finals. No, I don't reckon they'll be fighting for it. I reckon oh. they'll finish five to eight. So I don't reckon yeah. they'll be. So they'll be fighting for top four then at some stage. Yeah. 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 There you go. Well, they're all fighting for top four at the start of the year, yeah. aren't they? <laughs> yeah, but eventually teams drop out. Uh, Penrith. 
Bit of history, third straight season of winning 85% or more of their games. First team to do it since St. George about 70 years ago. They're also the first team to take out all four grades, 19s, 21s, reserves, first. The production lines, obviously best in the nation. We talked a little bit about last week, we won't talk again about it, but Nathan Cleary, this popped up. Has he surpassed Greg Alexander as Penrith's greatest halfback? I'd say yes. Yeah. Back Cut. to back. Still back to back. I think Alexander only won one, didn't he? 91? Yeah, he only won one. He His career was a lot shorter because of circumstances and things that happened. As in, he still played after that, but... Wasn't he, the same? No, nah, he wasn't the same after the accident with his brother and that. And, and he was still pretty young then. He still would have been only his mid-20s. But, well... If we go back on last week's, <laughs> so you know, if you want to look at stats, you'd say definitely because he's won two premierships. The other halfback was Craig Gower, and the other one was Alexander, mm-hmm. and they've had three minor prem, uh, three, grand three finals. grand finals with two wins. So looking at, it, you'd say yes. I'd say he'd be up there with him, uh, if not past him. But at the same age, he'd be definitely ahead of him. As in, if you went back and compared them all at 24, yeah. he'd be well and truly ahead of them all. If Cleary retired tomorrow, is he the great? Is he Penrith's greatest, is the question. All right, if he retired tomorrow, I'd say I would just have him ahead, yes. I agree, because he's top five all time now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Penrith, obviously, man of the match was Dylan Edwards. Clive Churchill deserved. Yeah, I reckon, for sure. Reckon he was pretty safe back there. Yeah. Back. Second most well, leaders, I think, 200. Was he? Behind well, Tyler. everywhere. I wouldn't have complained whether it was him, Cleary, or Tato. I thought yeah. they were by far the forwards, like Fish Harris and that. But unfortunately, they only play 50 minutes, and so they don't get it And because they were outstanding too. But, yeah, for the guys, the guys that normally get it, the guys who will play, you know, 60 to 80 minutes, not the front rowers, because the front rowers by far... Destroyed him in that first 20, 30 minutes. Well, Penrith's ratings for the game. Edwards was one, obviously. Toto second. And then James Fisher-Harris was third. And then Leota, Liam Martin, Nathan Cleary were the next three in line. Yeah. Well, I'd, that's what I said. I would have... I well, thought Edwards said, was deserved. And Toto would have won my next. And those two front rowers, I agree. But only because they don't play the full game. As you agree that Fisher-Harris played better than Cleary? I thought Nathan Cleary was the best player on the field in the first half by far. And he still played good on the second half, but the rest of the team come into it because he just controlled the game. As I said, I thought the first five minutes, they looked like they were in for a real battle. And then I thought just his kicking just changed the game, slowly turned it around. And then a lot of their tries, if you look at a lot of their tries, they were set up by Dylan Edwards and that. But the work from inside, which was Appy Cleary. No Lua? Well, he would have been involved in some of the plays. But as I said, the work that got done on the outside with Edwards and that was still good, but the work to create the space was done by those guys in the middle, like Appy and Cleary and that. And So I thought Cleary was by far the best player in the first half, but in over the game I would have gone over Edwards, which I thought was fair, or even Tato. And the two front rows were good, but it's hard when they've only played 50 minutes to actually get the player of the match. The way I look at it, yeah. Well, next year, what are the chances they three-peat? Pretty good, I reckon. Oh. If you were to put a market out, I think they're about $4 on sports bets. Do you think oh, they should be shorter or longer? 
I reckon four bucks is about right. Four, yeah, about right actually. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have a bet. I don't bet anyway, but I wouldn't bet them on four dollars if they're about I six bucks. I would because four dollars in a thirty-one from ground one to semis and grand final about thirty weeks. That's a long time. That yeah. so many things can go wrong. Because I, I reckon if you think they can win it, I reckon at some point during the year you're going to get a better price than four dollars. Well, how do you think they'll go with the... I think they're only losing so the two, aren't they? So that's why I would say I wouldn't be backing them at $4. I'd wait maybe around 5 they lose a game or whatever, and they get out to $6 or something. Well, how do you think they'll go? Well, I think they only lose they only lose the two, don't they? Kikau and Carousel? I think they lose maybe a forward, reserve forward, or something like that, maybe. Isn't Hope good going to Paris? Oh, yeah, but like from their 17, I should say. He was in the 17, wasn't he? No. Nah. He played state challenge. Oh no, that was Salmon. That was the other Salmon was there. Thing. I think he's off contract, so he might leave. But yeah, and the talk is maybe Spencer. Spencer will leave. Well, yeah, I think they said maybe he's going to or talking to Melbourne. I heard on the radio. So what you think they'll still be top of the table? Still finish first? They need Kikau is such a weapon. Mm. Like, I think he's... I think Appy would be the bigger loss, just because the replacement. Who's the replacement? Well, it's Mitch Appiden, Mitch Kenny, whereas oh, kick out, you're yeah. getting replaced by Scott Sorensen or yeah. Luke Garner. Yeah, yeah. I, they'll still be, I still reckon they'll be in the top four. Yeah. I still think they'll go, well, I don't think they'll be as dominant. As in, I still reckon they'll be up the top for the whole year as such, whether they can win it again. Well, they're as good a chance as anyone, I would say, with the team they've got, but they've won two. Have they still got the hunger? Do they have the same potential that this team has? next year or does that drop will they look as good at their best well with it drops a bit i reckon without with the two i reckon kick oh well when you look at it from here now you probably say yes but you just don't know because they've got yeah. like someone say that say they do all stay as in other than those ones that are confirmed to go like someone like spencer he might jump into a position another year older, and they've got a couple other younger guys that have had a bit of a crack at it over the years. How do you know they're not going to be like um, Thingo this year, like Taylor May, even though he didn't play the last three or four games or whatever. But he he went from being a, the brother of... What was his brother? Tyron May. Tyron May to being a fringe... First gator. Or, yeah, fringe possible rep player. As in, he probably, he probably would have made... If he was available, he might be available, actually. Did he make one of the Islanders' squads for the World Cup? Um, I think he was named in one of them. I don't know if he ended up getting... I don't know how long Playing. he's out for. But that's what I mean. So there might be a couple of guys who jump in that... You know, like, I know there's got some young guys like Maverick Geyer and... Oh, I don't know how good he's played a game off the bench, I think, in yeah. a trial and that. But they've got some guys like that that might poke their head up and... Be like him last year, sort of thing, and fill that goal because you think, who did he replace? Who left last year? Who, oh, Burton. May. Burton. Like you think? No, when Tago. Tago replaced Burton. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh yeah. Oh no, 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 no. But Tago was in the side, wasn't he last year? No. Well, who who was the other winger in centre then? The Burton left, and who was the other one then? It was Burton and Crichton with the centre, or was Crichton on the wing? Crichton might have been on the wing that year. Crichton. Oh, Momorowski was the other one, the centre. He went to the Roosters. He played, didn't he, Momorowski? Yeah, I think he played centre. I think Crichton was on the wing. 
Well, their grand final team was Edwards, Crichton, Momorowski, Burton, Tyler. Yeah, Momorowski, yeah. yeah. So that's what I mean. So you got a couple of young guys who popped up and were probably better on that. Yeah, done better on what they probably initially expected them to be Penrith Oval this year. Well, both the May boys have been named for Samoa. Tyrone and Taylor. Move on to post-game. The Panthers boys are copping it in the media, lacking class in the post-game celebrations. People are telling them win with class, lose with class. They're bad winners. Um, I didn't see anything to show that they were bad. What? I haven't even seen them. i got to cut. We'll start. We'll go. Yeah. It's about three players. Speed One up, speed up, speed ups. But let's go through them. Jerome Luai. He talks shit before the game, which I don't mind. Like a bit of confidence. But then I don't understand. Oh, I don't understand why you need to keep it up. Keep going afterwards. You've already beat him. Like he's talking all this daddy stuff. Yeah. Because before the game, they asked yeah. him who's the better breeding ground. He's like, oh, we're their daddies. We're the better. Which I do agree with. And then I don't know why you need to keep kicking a dead horse afterwards. Like, can't you just enjoy the win? Yeah, like, it, it doesn't bother me. I just think that's how people are these days. Yeah. Like, young people are these days. It, it just, that's the generation. And that's how they are. And Too confident. Yeah, and that's that's how they are. It's not as if they've just done that overnight. And, that. and to me, if, if that's the biggest gripe that people want to talk about in that, I think get in life, people. <laughs> like, like, which I'm assuming without knowing, I reckon there'd be probably 50 or 60 stories of some of them players who hung around with kids, which are fans, at their fan days and the, after oh, the grand yeah. final on that for maybe half an hour or whatever, signed autographs, took photos... But no one wants to talk about that because they just want to talk about the rubbish. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Luai also looks like he's going to be suspended for three weeks, I think it was, the talk, after he posted an Instagram clip with an offensive offensive term in it to describe Jamin Salmon. So he might miss games at the World Cup. So what, I don't, I, I'd seen the, something about it, but I don't, what did he put? What he just wrote he? my and then the African-American word. Oh, I didn't see it because I... <laughs> no, I didn't see it. I, no. I, I, I just saw... Oh, he deleted it. Oh, yeah, because I just saw he put something and all I seen was... Yeah, and got, I thought... a three-game ban for that. I think that's the talk. He's going to miss games at least at the World Cup because the NRL Integrity Unit is investigating whether how many games he missed. I think I heard three games, but that could also be... Because I actually thought... That's why I didn't think it was that because I thought it had something to do with the Ricky Stewart thing. Because nah. wasn't he the one with the Ricky Stewart thing? Salmon was the bloke. Yeah, yeah so yeah. I thought it had something to do with the Ricky Stewart thing, but it was something completely different, was it? No, nah, it was that. He just simply just wrote mine and then that word. Oh, okay. That's why he's in. Oh, well, I didn't. I, I did hear about it, and I did, but I didn't really take too much because I just thought it had something to do with the gutter dog thing that Ricky Stewart nah. <laughs> There was one floating around of Salmon with that comment, but I think that might have been photoshopped. It was just sad. Yeah, well, I didn't hear that part of it. I, as I said, I just assumed when I heard his name that it was something to do with the Raiders thing. So I didn't really take much notice of that. And, but the, yeah. the next little incident, I thought this was the worst of it. I don't, I don't, it sounds like you haven't seen it, but it's the Tigers. Appy, Appy just goes, just to, go out, just to go out on like a high like that, it's pretty incredible and, I'll pro- and probably do the same thing at the Tigers. And then he done a fake laugh. Have you seen it? <laughs> no, I didn't even see it. I have got it here. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was well, the worst one. That's yeah, a copy going to. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. But see, with that, he, they're obviously been drinking and that, and it was a 
job and he's a Penrith player, and they'd all be thinking that as well. But yeah. the only problem with that is, or problem, I don't see it as a problem, but it, if it's going to be a problem, it'll just be a problem for him because yeah. he gets there, and if he doesn't perform, people will bring that up, which will put pressure on him. Or if he gets injured and he can't play or whatever, people are going to go, well, you weren't committed to the club sort of thing. So he's only put the pressure on himself, no one else. And look, to be honest, like a lot of the comp people would be saying the same thing. No, no, no. I, I just, that was the worst one for me. I, I did probably... see them talking on the field to him when he had the rings on. Yeah, yeah. And they were right. like, uh, what'd they say? Oh, something like it was uh, last it, one you ever get or yeah, something last like that. Yeah, none of them at the Tigers. Yeah, like that's it. So, none yeah. of them at the Tigers. But I, as I said, I, I thought you're probably right. That was probably the wrong place to yeah. say anything or, yeah, have the little giggle about it. But I didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. As I said, he's just put himself under a shitload of pressure to perform next year. And then the last guy who was in the news was James Fisher-Harris. He had a couple. He said, para our son's right here right now. That's just a fact. It resulted in fans starting to chant, we hate para. A couple players joined in. People weren't happy with that. He defended the comments on Instagram, just says, I'm cool with the, air, the players in the area. It's not bad. I'm just trying to keep the rivalry alive. No, I reckon it's a beat up. As I said, I just, yeah, I I don't think it was any, any of the stuff that happened with that bad. That, because that, he didn't, he just, he, as far as I'm aware from what I heard, he just followed the crowd then didn't he and just chant with the crowd i don't think he chanted but he said oh. it and that chance out it and there was players in the background who started chanting we hate power i think he just said para sucks and then they all said oh we hate power we hate uh, well, what, I, what i thought i heard he just said the para sons thing i thought something about that nah. sons thing but i did as i said all what i heard and was reported i just thought it was a bit of a beat up and then his other one he had was we're the best penrith team ever i don't actually buy that one people weren't happy they're like oh you shouldn't disrespect a former players it's like you're the only team that's won two comps. Of course, that's... Is it Danny? Oh, I don't know if they can say it yet. Like, yeah, they won two comps, but... Two comps, three grand finals, you don't think they're the best oh, one ever? Three grand finals, oh, yeah. Well, I reckon that, from what I heard, and that I heard the clip that from him, he before he even said it, he said something, um, respect to people before us, so before he even made that comment, so he's basically yeah. saying, respect to you guys, but we've proven we're the best team, Penrith team ever, which statistically, if you want to go off that, they obviously are. They've played in three yeah. grand finals. They've won two. The 1991 team, they played in two in a row and won one. And then the 2003 team played the one and won it. But they're still good teams. He's not saying that they're better players than them. What he's saying as a collective team... Yeah. They're better than because they've won two comps. And I think even MG said on radio this morning, and I know Alexander did because I heard him on radio, said, well, we don't have a problem because he's right. Yeah. (laughs) Statistically, he's right. Whether whether people think the players in the team are better or not, he didn't say that. He didn't say, I'm a better player than Mark Mark Guy or Peter Kelly or whoever the front rows were in those other teams. He just said, we're a better team. Or we're the best team Pembroke had and... As I said, I think it's just stating the facts. Well, Mark Guy did come out and he said it's unfair to blast the players for all the comments just mentioned for saying the wrong thing as they do have a lack of sleep and obviously some would still be pissed. Do you think that's the club's fault then? If the club's pulling them out at 10am? Because I think think that little get-together was at 10am. So they finished, I think Nathan Cleary, they said, was the last to walk off the field at about 12, 1 o'clock, I think. 
And then obviously they went back to the Leagues Club, I think, celebrated. And then, so is that the club? That should be on the club? Should the club say, maybe we push this back to two and in the Arvo? The next day. Oh, no, same day, but just get a couple. Oh, you reckon the next day? I reckon. The next day. Uh, But the Monday's a public holiday, so you can't really push it out because you probably want the most crowd there. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's organised a fan day, and I I don't reckon, I reckon the whole thing's a beat up. Like, even, see, the thing that annoys me is they report all that, but then no one reported. I've seen a clip when, as you said, Nathan Clear was the last to leave the club, so he's obviously, it was sunshine up, so it was probably seven o'clock in the morning. He's walked out with no shirt on. They've grabbed him. The reporters have grabbed him to get a comment. He obviously didn't want it. We wanted to go in the bed because he even said to him, I've got to go home and get an hour of sleep yeah. before I come back. And basically asked him a few questions. He was polite. He'd done all the questions. He said to him about Parramatta, he said, someone said something about Parramatta. Do you feel sorry for him? He said, oh, a little bit, but, you know, we obviously want to win. Like, yeah. you know, what else do you want him to say? Oh, yeah. it, it, do you think they really care about Parramatta? No, well, of course they don't. They, no, yeah. I just don't. They, I just don't like. Or I just don't it doesn't like matter if it's it not Parramatta, if it's Canberra or whoever they would have played in the grand final. At the end of the day, only one team wins, and if, oh, yeah. if you're not the winner, you're the loser. Who cares about the other team? Oh yeah, I don't mind. Like I don't mind to do it before the game, but I just don't know why you need to. Everyone needs to talk about it afterwards. Like everyone knows you're a better team. You beat. Why can't you celebrate? Oh, we got the best fans. Thanks for coming out. Rather well, than just kicking them did, out. I don't reckon they did too much. Oh, they didn't do it too much, but just a couple times they did. Like I didn't. I felt it was unnecessary to bring it up when you've already beat them. Everyone knows you're the best team. Easy, you dominated them. As a, I reckon, it gets blown up a lot by the reporters. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because even there was one report today saying that they played a song which was "Sweet Carolina." Yeah, M- Mitch Moses. Yeah, and it's his favorite. Mitch Moses' favorite song. Well, no, it's not his favorite song. They said he, he plays it after every win or something like that. Yeah, look. Oh yeah, but that how, how 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 come Penrith can't play? This oh song? no, that's that blown out. Does <laughs> that mean it's a, just a Parramatta song only? Like, <laughs> yeah, come on, like they're looking for a story. Yeah, that's right. For sure, they'll hype anything up instead of going and getting a good story where they've done good stuff in the yeah. community or whatever. They go and get the crap, the one little comment. There was also another one. I forgot to mention it when talking about it, but Dylan Edwards was a. Bit of a scene when he won and they didn't get around him, which got brought up. That floated around all the clips when he got announced. Like, oh, Dylan Edwards, Clive Church. And we sort of looked behind, waiting to see if the boys would jump on him. But I have read places that apparently they got in trouble last year for celebrating Cleary when he won it too hard. And then apparently when he got off stage, obviously, I didn't see the post game, but apparently the boys lifted him up. So I didn't know too much about it. I, I didn't see it either. Oh, I've I seen the clip on it and that, and I do remember it, but... To be honest, I don't know, without being out on the foot, like, I can imagine it's quite loud there, and, yeah. you know, half of them might have been still sort of celebrating in their little bunch and didn't even hear the announcement sort of yeah. thing. So, because I know they put, I've seen a clip where they put, I don't know what year it was, it must have been 2020, actually, when Melbourne won, because they showed a clip of when Melbourne won the comp and Pappenhausen won the player of the match, and they showed a big clip where they all pat him on the head and... And Dylan Edwards walked off and collected his medal. I just think it's just an absolute joke. Just a, a reporter trying to yeah. put put him in a bad light. Uh, that's about it for the grand final. We'll quickly talk because we got announced, I think, the Monday. The Kangaroo squad. But most of the talk was on the standby list, which was Dylan Edwards, Nico Hines and Damien Cook. And everyone was asking, when was the last time you reckon they didn't have a Clive Churchill medal winner or the Daly M winner in the team? And do they deserve to be in there? 
Uh, Should Edwards, or Cook, Edwards, Hines or Cook be in there? I think the fullbacks were obviously Teddy and then Latrell obviously I think would fill in. I think that was it. Spare Holmes could I guess. But I think Latrell and... You'd maybe put Edwards in there. I reckon Pappy's still the best fullback, so... But he's injured. I don't think he's, he's available. Injured, so, I guess. I thought Dylan Edwards deserved a crack. Yeah. You can't yeah. pick them all. There's only 24. Yeah. I still would have liked to see him in, but if you pick a balanced squad, he's he probably could play on a wing or something like that, but he's never played, I don't think, in that position as in first grade. Or he might have I think initially. he played left wing or something, someone um, said. I... Yeah, they just got too many good players in that position. And Should did be. he deserve to go in? He probably did. But if you got 26 players, you'd probably take him. I would have, if anything, taken Nico Hines before him because he's more versatile. Would yeah. you have taken Nico? I, I didn't see all the players, but I, I'm sure I could have fitted him in, in front of somebody else. I would have. I know they would never have done this, but I would have... Drop Cherry I, Evans? Yeah. I well, I reckon Cherry Evans is the front runner for the seven. That's right. Well, he's incumbent. He's the state of origin winning captain, so he'll probably be in the team, which I don't agree with. But yeah, I as I said, I would have I would have found a spot for. And who was the other one that was on standby? Damien Cook. Oh yeah. Well, I well they named two. Grant. I think the hooker. and they got Reuben Cotter as a reserve. Yeah, he was the reserve reserve. As I said, you only got twenty four. If you went through the team, there's plenty I would have probably been able to push out for mm. Latrell Mitchell, but. You know, who do you do? Like, for instance, if you're going to say Valentine's Holmes is a... Well, they picked him for versatility, I think. Well, that's what I mean. So Classy killed him. If, if um, well, he'll probably be the centre, if not the centre of the winger. No, I think he's the winger, because they're going to go... In the team, Latrell will play centre. Is he kicking? Who's Latrell? Uh, Holmes. Sure. No, nah, I assume Latrell would probably. They'll, they've reckon? got heaps of kickers. Well, they've got Latrell. If Nathan Cleary was to play, they'd have Nathan Cleary. Cherry Evans... Can kick, but he'd be like back up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but they've got cool. plenty of kickers. I think Lindsay Collins was a big surprise. People were like, he didn't play that well this year. Yeah, yeah but they haven't got a lot of front rowers because they got Ruben Cotter as a backup. Well, he is, a, I suppose, as a front row. He played a front row for the Cowboys. So he, I'd probably put him before uh, Lindsay Cotter. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's in. The, yeah, he's in yeah. The, well, they're both in the squad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know who their starting team was. I did see one. I didn't really look at the front rows, but you'd assume Carrigan probably would be in there. Tino. Yeah. Jake will probably be. I don't know if he'll start. He'll be in the team, the 17. In the 17. And then I think the edges will be. I think he said the two New South Wales boys, Martin and. and Martin and. Who's the other? Oh, Gus. And then Nanai off the bench. Crichton. Yo's obviously your lock. I think Cooker was going to be the same as Queensland, Hunt and. Grant off the bench. Well, so who's the uh, so they got Cherry Evans and Clear as the halfbacks, and then they got Munster and who else would be the other five eight? Well, they got Birdo, Jack White, and so I would have, I would have, I would have definitely taken picked Nico Hines before Jack White. He can play a few different positions. And Jack White plays more than Nico, you'd say. Nico's only really full back in halves, where Jack White's halves centers. Yeah, I'm lock. not saying he, he doesn't play more positions. But as a, I think he deserves a spot more than, that's just my opinion. And I think he could cover a lot of the positions anyway. How many centres? They've got plenty of centres, haven't they? Well, their outside backs are Adokar, Burton, uh, Campbell Graham, Thou Holmes, Luttrell, Murray Tulungi, Jack White. Are there centres wingers? Yeah, so you, 
you have to think you rattled off seven. So if you took Jack White now, you'd have six. And then you've got, you'd have still Nico. Yeah. Sort of thing. Oh, that's what I would have done. I would have found, I would have found a spot for Nico. So White Nico should have been in Edwards not, is what you're saying? Oh, I would have liked to see Edwards in there. But if I was going to pick one of them, I would pick Nico for the simple fact that he was more versatile. Do you think both Dylan. deserve to be in the team? Well, no, when you ring... With the names, no. No. So just Nico. Agree? No, I, I would have found a position for Nico, but if if you could find a position, as in change your squad around completely again, to fit Dylan Edwards in as a fullback only, well, I could go with that as well. So getting rid of a player, as in... Which you wouldn't do, but say Latrell, because he, he's your backup... Because who's your other backup fullbacks? Latrell, who else? I think it's just Latrell. No, there'd be a few others in there. What, yeah. surely? We've got Teddy. Teddy. Oh, Teddy's going to start. Yeah. Then you've got Latrell. Trell. Who, who well, the outside backs are Adokar, Burton, uh, Campbell Graham, Val Holmes, I guess, could. Well, Val Holmes. Latrell, Murray Tulungi, Jack Whiten. So they've got six outside well, and backs. Jack Whiten could probably play at a pinch. But I, I would have loved them to find a spot for Edwards, as in... Look, I would even put Edwards in in front of our homes, but only because I think he deserves it. Val Holmes but, is the best centre all year. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Actually, that, that's, that's why Val Holmes obviously got in because he's got that versatility, or he's a centre this year anyway. But he can play fullback, so that was Dylan Edwards's problem. Yeah, I thought. I playing both, playing both, getting both in. Oh, I'd definitely try and get Hines in. Somewhere. What about Dane Laurie? Have you got room for Dane Laurie? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You can sit this year. Yeah. <laughs> made the why. PMs 11 or 13, sorry. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that wraps up this grand final one. I might release it today, or Wednesday, sorry. And then obviously the boys will be back tomorrow, I think. Maybe not. They might pull the pin and the big dogs in again. We'll see. See you next time, baby. Locked in for life. Locked in. And especially Tommy. Keep on sending those reports through, those <laughs> comments, Tommy.